and you're done. You're eating. I mean, that's the most spontaneous <laughs> conversation I ever had. I just happened to be here. It's so good to speak to you. And good seeing you. I didn't meet, I didn't see you for a while now. And I have to be open and say the truth is we didn't prepare for this conversation, but we're going to talk about the topics that we think are very important than you chose to talk about. So good morning to you. Good, good morning. morning to everyone who's watching. Um, welcome everyone to our group, Homeland Ontario Realtors for Realtors. We're going to keep sharing once a week knowledge, tools for success for agents. So thank you for everyone that is watching. Andrew Dunn, you're our number one agent in Forest Hill downtown. I know you didn't want me to talk about it, but I'm going to say it. For 2000, for 2020, you're our number one agent. I'm not sure if I've officially told you that. So now I do. And I keep seeing your deals still coming through. Before we're going to talk about preparing your house to go on the market, before we're going to talk about it, with the quarantine, with COVID, with all the struggles, a lot of agents are struggling right now. And to be honest, they're not so energized to go out and sell. How do you still keep going? Because you're, I noticed you still have a flow of deals. Well, when it all started in March and April, it was not looking good. And, and you didn't know what was going to happen next. And I think everybody was in the same page of, you know, when's my next dollar going to be made? Um, but then in May, the clients started to poke their head out and, and the weather got nicer and people got more comfortable with what's going on with COVID and, and, you know, the phone started ringing. But before that, even in March and April, I was reaching out to people and making sure I was still in contact, uh, just, you know, still sending out the monthly newsletters. It was really business as usual. And if, if anything, you have more time to do your backend stuff, your marketing, um, you know, cold calls to clients that you haven't touched base in a while. So the, the constant communication has probably helped sort of kickstart the deals that were happening in the summer and the fall. So to summarize what you're saying, you're saying, you know what, we learned to live with it. We realized, okay, that's part of our life now. And you kept being consistent, you kept your energy up and you stayed in touch also with all your clients all the time and ongoing. Instead of some agents that I know decided to maybe cool off or, or stay at home and not, they, they lost their energy a little bit. I noticed you were doing the same. You've done a lot, you're doing the opposite. You've done a lot of social media too, right? Lots of social media. And, and I just thought of something too, is in November and December, when I sensed the condo market had sort of reached a bottom of what I thought it could be, that's a perfect time to reach out to condo buyers or potential condo buyers and say, hey, listen, this is potentially an amazing time to get in the market. And if you don't reach out, they never know that you're thinking that this could be the bottom of the condo market. And, you know, it's just my opinion that it was, but I can tell from the amount of showings that were getting booked in December that things are starting to pick back up when the vaccine news came. So you really almost have to ride the flow of, uh, of bookings and traffic to be your guideline as to what's going to happen in the market in the next couple of weeks. And so I sensed that the condo market was going to start getting busier around Christmas time. And it definitely is now. And so that's a great time to go to your clients and say, if you're looking to get in and get, get a good deal, you should be looking now. 
Good for you. So you totally read the market. You keep reading the market. You stay on top and you react. Yeah, um, the stats and talk to other agents to find out what they think because your business may not be an indicator of the rest of the market. So I'd reach out to a lot of the agents that I know were even busier than I was and just say, what do you guys think is happening? And so you can together you can form an opinion on really what's going on out there. Good for you. Now let's go back to the topic and ask Andrew, what do you think we should talk about? Or we asked you, and one of the topics that came up was getting your house ready to be listed or getting your home. And I'm glad we're doing it together. I'm glad we're doing it with you because we used to work together for years. And truthfully, um, this is something that was standing out the way you prepared your homes. I almost felt sometimes when we were getting ready to lease the property. I knew it's gonna sell right away. So I almost felt like we we're getting ready for an exam. We're doing 80% of the work before. Right. And when the money time comes, you're doing, you're getting ready and then you're doing the deal. So right. the hard work comes before. And a lot of agents don't get ready, don't put as much attention as you do because you're a perfectionist. Did I describe it right? Yeah, yeah, I mean, I came from the hospitality industry, so I ran, restaurants for a long time and it sounds cheesy but it's really the same thing you have to the minute someone steps in the door of a home that they want to buy every little aspect of that is going to get analyzed and from sound smell touch feel there's all these different components and so when i was running my restaurant you know you have the music at the right level you have the lights at the right level you have the staff being polite. Every little thing goes in to make the big picture of an experience. So what we try to do is create an experience with our listing, whether it be through how it shows, the photography is super important, the lights being at the right level and, and brightness, you know, showing the time at the right time of day. If for some reason you know that you know, it's really trafficy between five and seven o'clock at your listing. What can you do to avoid people coming through at that time? Just all the little, little things to make it show perfectly. And, and I think that I care a lot about that. So that's why I wanted to talk about it today, because I think maybe I have something to offer to other agents. I, I want to tell you that I feel sometimes that I'm getting the house ready or in my mind to be listed the moment I walk in the door. Because the moment I walk through the door, even from the outside, I'm already registering, oh my God, that should be moved. That doesn't smell right. Right. Do you agree? Like, do, because there is only first chance for first impression. Right. And sometimes you notice those things the first time you move it. It's almost, it's automated now. I don't even think about it. You walk into a property right away, you know what bothers you. For a house, the, the curb appeal is for sure huge. And then for a condo, that first room when you walk into has to just feel good. And that first impression can be everything. So I'll even focus on a front hall as much as I'll focus on any other room because that is the first impression. So you're right. So when you go to a listing presentation, I'm going to ask you the most honest questions. Yeah. You walk into a listing presentation, you sit down and you explain about your skills and your abilities and your experience or how great you are. Do you describe to them what are the changes you're going to implement or what bothered you? 
Yeah, I, I just did this last week and it's a very fine line because most people are think their home is perfect the way it is. So you have to make them realize. And what I do is I say, any agent could come in here and bring you a listing agreement and put 5% on a piece of paper, ask you to sign, put it on MLS, take some photos and you're done. Some agents will take photos with their iPhone and then you're done. And yes. so I explained to them what I'm gonna do that sets me apart from those agents. And then you explain to them, you have to put in work and you have to put in money. And if you do put in the work and the money, you're going to get so much more out of this and it's gonna be so much more beneficial. So I'm not coming in here and giving you the easy sign here and let's get it done. I'm giving you an opportunity to make a lot more money, but it's gonna be a lot more work. So, uh, and then when you say that to them, those changes that you wanna make, you explain to them, it's not because I think your taste isn't great, it's because what we do is we try to make it uh, appealing to the masses. So I had these clients, their, their walls were turquoise, green, and blue. Every wall was a different color. That, it, it's not being photographed well. People aren't gonna be able to imagine themselves in that space, but they thought it was great. And so how do you tell someone delicately that what you're going to do is not because you think their taste is ugly, it's because you're trying to make the photographs shine and try to appeal to the most buyers possible and get them the most money. What happens, what happens when they resist? I've been in presentations when you tell them you would like to change certain things or declutter and the client says, I love it. What are you talking about? Everyone loves it. Yeah. What, what do you do when they resist it? I mean, I, there is a fine line between sometimes even insulting them. Yeah, for sure. And so I just reiterate that my background is from design and knowing what buyers want. And I'm just giving my opinion as to why I think or what you can do to get more money. And if again, they give you pushback and you feel like you might not get the listing if you really continue on this path, you can step back a little bit um, and sort of mo modify what you want to do because there may be, I had a client that had two beautiful chairs in her front window that were worth tens of thousands of dollars, but they were purple. And I said, purple is very polarizing as a color. You, you may not want it to showcase your house with all these punches of purple. So, but they were these gorgeous expensive chairs. So, you know, you may be able to work with them and just modify other things if you sense that it's just not going to work. What per, what what would you say percentage of listings they have right now that you modify or stage or change, declutter, interfere with the way it's presented? 100%. Because I can tell you how many? 100%. I will not I I will not list something I can't list something just the way it is. I have to change and I have to modify. So I will, I would never not do anything. Wow. I wonder if it's a cultural thing because I think in different neighborhoods or cultures or different agents sometimes would not even pay attention to that or just go and list it. Or maybe it's also changing when there is a buyer's market or a seller's market. Perhaps that's where you stand out. I, when, I follow a few agents on Instagram and they, yeah. they take stories of themselves uh, going to sign listing agreements 
And I can tell from the story when they sign the agreement, when it goes on the market, that it's they haven't done anything. And the house doesn't show well. There's like garbage and bicycles. You can't take a photograph and, and have that, or I can't. And so it, it frustrates me because these people, it's possible to still make money in this business by doing nothing. Um, but in the long run, your clients won't be as happy and won't make as much money. So I think if you put in a little bit of effort and you make your clients put in a little effort, when they look back after the sale, they'll understand why they have to do those things. So I think in a sense, you contribute to our image of our agents, of all agents. You're just a professional. You're a true professional. Cool. Now, let me ask, let me ask you a question. The world has changed. There is way more technology. When I started, I didn't have any Facebook or Instagram. Um, I didn't need to photograph as well as you need to do it today, for example. I feel, I sense now that every strong, successful agent has a toolbox. He has a team behind him. Would you say that I'm correct? Because you're not the one who does all the work. I don't do all the work. so. I mean, getting back to that new age of doing things, my clients and a lot of buyers right now are 30s and 40s. They're making a lot of money. They have money to spend. They're buying houses. That's sort of my demographic. That demographic looks at Pinterest. And I am not a Pinterest person, but I know from hearing people, they fall in love with these beautiful images and beautiful pictures. And so I have clients reaching out to me all the time and they send me listings and it looks like a Pinterest picture, but I know behind that picture, the house is falling apart, but they're just falling in love with a beautiful picture. And that's the generation of buyer. So I'm seeing a lot of agents, including myself, representing or, or, or showcasing homes like this. And people fall in love with the picture. They're sitting at home, especially with COVID because they can't go into the house. They already fall in love with the picture, so they love the house. But then you go in with them and you say, oh, my God, guys, someone's done an incredible staging job here. But behind the walls, you can just tell all of the, the house is about to fall apart. Um, but you can sell a house and you can make your clients tons of money by making it look like a Pinterest ad. So I'm going back to sort of that new age of buyer who's very um, – responsive to beautiful images. So photography is so important. So the team, getting back to your point, I have a photographer that I will only use and he is fantastic. And I, my partner does a lot of the staging with me, but him and I will sort of talk about how we want to showcase the house. Um, and then I have a woman that does social media for me who's very, her background is design, and so we're very careful about every letter and color and image that goes on social media. So I would say just everything is a lot of care taken into it, and it's never uh, just in a whim. So Andrew Dunn, as an agent, as a successful agent, is truly not just Andrew Dunn, you're the leader, but there is a team behind which perhaps when I started in the business many years ago was not as required as today. Right. You probably employed your photographer way more now than you used to even five years ago when you started. Yeah. But, but, 
when I started and I didn't have listings and you're just trying to create that team, you try a few photographers, you find one that you really like from, from some photos and then you stick with them and you find a way to build a relationship. And, you know, if you don't have a stager like I do, you go on Google, do some research, ask for previous listings that they've done, see their work, and then you might try them and really like one of them and, and stick to them. And you create relationships with these people the same way that you create a relationship with a client or, you know, so what, go ahead. What happens if the seller doesn't want to uh, pay for the staging, for example, because it can be costly, especially if the market is a little bit softer and it takes, it takes, it can take weeks or months to sell. That can be really expensive. What do you tell them? I don't, I don't want to spend $10,000 on staging. So then I will make my commission higher and I'll put it inside the commission and, and you can do it in a way that they don't even realize that they're paying for it, right? Say it again. I mean, I, I mean that's, you're giving us great information, by the way. And, <laughs> and only agents are listening to it. So make sure a buyer who sells don't. But explain again, you, what do you do again? So I'm a seller and Andrew Dunn, the expert that was referred to me tells me, listen, I don't really like the way your home is presented. I want to bring my stager and that's $5,000 to set it up and right. $5,000 a month. And I'm going to tell you, I'm so sorry, Andrew. Right. I need the money. I don't have the money. I'm liquid. I'm not even sure you're going to be able to sell it. So if you were originally going to charge them 5% commission, then you okay. say, why not say I'm going to charge you five and a half and I'm going to pay for staging, marketing, photography, bringing in a cleaner for you. You can be completely hands off. I think the client, a lot of sellers prefer to be hands off and don't want to not know how much money they're going to have to pay. But that extra half a percent that they're paying is going to make them much more money in the long run. So it's about how you sell that to them. I, I worked with an agent a couple of weeks ago who said to me, she charges 6% for listings. And, and it's, she just does it in a way she presents them with three listing agreements when she goes into a house. She goes 5%, 5.5%, or 6%. Pick one of them and sign them back. And she said, without her explaining it, most of the time they sign 5.5%. And they don't know why they're signing 5.5%. So there's many, there's many ways that you can do this without the client feeling like they're out of pocket. I, I think you almost justify by saying, I'm a professional, I'm gonna put my energy into it. I, I, you can be hands off, you can go on with your life, let me handle everything. I'm gonna charge a little bit extra, but I'm gonna do the work for you. Yeah. And, and, and they're willing to pay, and most people are willing to pay for it. Exactly. I think I would, by the way, I would. I wouldn't <laughs> want to deal with anything. I would pay for it. Yeah, if you show them what can be done, yeah and how much extra can be made, they'll understand. And and I mean, even if you have to say, listen, when we get to the sale price and you're not completely thrilled, we can reassess this situation. But right now we're gonna sign an agreement at X amount of percent and I'm going to take care of everything for you. That's, that's amazing. And can, would you mind later in the comments, and I don't know if you would, would you mind later in the comments, show us examples of listings that you had or some photography that it was done. Do you mind sure. sharing? Yeah. I think that'll be great to see. How much is a photographer if you charge for a thousand square feet condo more or less? How much would you pay? 
I pay 360 bucks that includes the photos, the virtual tour and a floor plan. So that's okay. And a house is about 450, I think. So you pay for this. Sometimes you absorb the staging, although probably most cases sellers are selling it, uh, paying for it, sorry. And then you have social media as well on top of it, which you're paying ongoing, right? Right. Yes. Are you are you involved with the strategy on the way it works with social media or just hand it off? Oh no, no, no. I'm a hundred percent involved in it and I will send the data and the images and then I rely on somebody to put it together in a cohesive way that looks beautiful because that's not my strength. So I think it's about knowing your strengths. My strength is I know what I want the clients and the social media world to see but I don't know how to package it to make it look beautiful. So I send the data and the images, the social media person puts it together and in a beautiful fashion and then does the posting for me, decides when to post it because she knows when most people are looking and, and reading social media. And, and sounds now we've COVID that this type of work is more important than ever and I've already heard of cases when buyers came to a property knowing that they're about to buy it, just yep. based on what they've seen on social media. For sure. They already, right? Do you yeah. feel it more than ever? Wasn't like this before. I don't know if, if most agents know this, but you can go to the back end of realtor.ca and, and see how many times people have looked at your listing, how many times people have favorited your listing, how many times they've looked at the photos of your listing. So I have a list of... I can think right now there's seven listings going on and you can see on one of my listings that it's at 84 Woodbine right now, there is way more traffic than I've seen in a really long time, but that's because everybody is sitting at home and they have so much time on their hands and they're looking at photos, but still that listing is getting way more attention than others. So I can feel confident that we're going to get a lot of showings and that we're going to sell quickly and that we're going to, you know, maybe not negotiate as much as we would because of all the attention it's getting. But in general, all of these listings are getting much more attention now than they would have pre-COVID because people at home, they have the time to look online. So photography and virtual tour are probably more important now than they ever have been. The, by the way, you're sharing super important information. Um, it's unbelievable. I'm just wondering, you keep doing deals on a regular basis. You didn't even slow down in the new year or in December, practical question. How many showings more or less would you say you have a week? And you're, and you're doing a few deals a month, just that everyone understands you're consistent. How much of your time are you out there showing versus how much time are you just sitting at home or office doing the back work? Uh, so showing buyers listings, you mean? Yeah, or any showings, yeah. I don't like, I'm thinking proportionally, how much of your time are you doing back-end office work, strategy, right. marketing, social media, planning, yeah. uh, with your database versus how many hours? Because right now we're very limited and a lot of clients are not as inclined to go out there. Yeah. You want to be very focused right now. How much would you say, yeah? Yeah, I find that I'm not showing that much. And it's about working smart because I don't show a client more than five or 10 listings before they end up buying. Especially now you want to narrow down exactly what they want and avoid the needless showings. So if they send me something, 
For example, let's say a client showed sent me something the other day that had radiant heat and did not have air conditioning, but they don't see that. So you find that little detail where you know they're going to walk into the house and right away it's not going to work for them. I tell them that in advance so that they can not waste anybody's time in going to see this. So I would probably say, you know, I'm showing 20% of the time, which isn't very much. Maybe you know, one or two showings a day, but probably less than that. And then when you're working on a listing, a lot of energy goes into the preparation and the writing the MLS listing. And, and so that can be really time consuming before you get the, uh, the listing out. Um, and then social media, probably five, six hours a week, maybe, when I have things to post on social media. Um, a lot of energy goes into my monthly newsletter. We'll probably work on that for three or four full days before it goes out. And uh, we get really good feedback about that. So. so the message is, to conclude our conversation, the message is you put way more hours in into getting the listing ready, the photography, the presentation, the marketing. You don't run around as much as you used to probably several years ago. Uh, and you're way more focused now. You're screening the right properties to the right clients, right. and you're very focused. Five, you, you know, five showings or less, and you do sorry, five present showings or less, and you're creating a deal situation here. That's very, that's a that that that's very focused. Yeah, uh, listings are a lot of work, and a lot of agents love listings because they just know it's going to sell. I love working with buyers almost more than I like working with sellers. And when I tell busy agents that, they're just blown away. But even in a in a seller's market, I love working with buyers. It's like competitive spirit in me, and that's probably a topic for a whole other conversation. But um, but listings are a lot of work. And if you don't do it properly, you don't do it well, then your client suffers. I agree, Andrew Dunn. Thank you for sharing this information. It's great seeing you, by the way. Great to see you as well. Thank you. Yeah, thank you for everyone for watching. Um, this is our new group, 2021. Every Thursday, we're going to have a live conversation in our Forest Still page and our group, Homeland Ontario Realtors for Realtors. And uh, so much to learn from you. Thank you for being so open and sharing all those little tips for success thank you i'm glad to talk nice to speak to you stay safe absolutely happy new year happy new year